female in technology looking to reach the VP level and beyond? Join me, Lisa Kostova, and guests for honest and real tips, strategies, and conversation to accelerate and most importantly, enjoy your career climb today. Hey guys, welcome to the Female Tech Exec. I wanted to record this episode because I've been thinking a lot about what is going on in the world right now. And by that, I mean the entrenchment of opinions, beliefs, ways of looking at the world that we are seeing in our social media. So regardless of which side of the debate around vaccines you find yourself to be, one thing is clear, and that is the world is polarized. The world is polarized. People have these deeply held beliefs and opinions that they're really not budging from. And, you know, persuading someone is futile. It's really, really hard to bridge that gap, bridge that divide. And the reason I bring that up is not to argue for one of the sides of the debate, even though I'm myself fully vaccinated and I believe in our responsibility to the collective, but that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is that in today's world where we are inundated with information, with social media posts, with opinions, with videos, with audios, with podcasts, with everything. Our nervous system is just bombarded with all that noise and all of these inputs. It is critical. It is critical to be a creator, to find some time to actually create things and not just consume things. I'll repeat, in today's world, it is really easy to be a consumer. It's really easy to be a consumer. It's really easy to just turn on your social media and just consume everything that the algorithm shows you, which by the way, happens to reinforce your existing opinions and beliefs because the things that you and your friends like are the things that agree with your opinions, the things that don't contradict or place another perspective on them. And so we live in these silos that are inundating us with information and data points that seem to deepen and entrench our beliefs further. Another another perspective I wanted to bring to you is that, um, so I've been reading books about brain and brain plasticity lately. And there are two books uh, that I highly recommend. I am just wrapping up reading the second one. The Brain That Changes Itself and The Brain That Heals Itself. It's by the same author, who is one of the experts out there in brain neuroplasticity. My background is my dad was a neurologist, so he studied the brain and the nervous system. He was one of the experts in our country back in the day. And he was one of the first people in the world to actually believe that the brain is plastic. It's not just set at birth and nothing changes. So the belief about the plasticity of the brain or the fact that the brain is plastic has been proven over the last couple of decades. And that discovery has huge, huge implications about how we live our lives and how we learn and how we grow. And that has a huge implication on how you guys in your career are progressing, are growing, are advancing, are climbing to that next level, right? So 
This podcast has to do with your journey, your career journey as a woman in tech. And I want to show you today how the science of brain neuroplasticity and the reality of today's consumer-centric information world gives you gives you no choice but to actually start creating content, start creating things yourself in order to keep developing your brain. So I said a lot just now, and I want to take a pause and uh, give you a little bit of context and background as to some of the work that we've been doing at Career Climb with specifically our executive development program. Our executive development program is a nine-month program that follows our three-month product executive accelerator, and it is really deep dive, a very custom tailored, um, guided climb to the next level in your career. It's actually implementing the plan that you come up with during the first three months of our work together. And by the way, the program has already started producing incredible results. I'm talking about like something like 80 to 90% of the first cohort are already have already achieved their six to 12 month goals. And they've been at it for about four and a half, five months. Uh, We're talking about promotions, we're talking about expanding of role responsibilities, visibility, speaking at conferences, um, getting, you know, jobs or landing opportunities that are much higher, more visible and better paid, like 40% plus compensation increases, etc. So um, one of the keys, one of the areas of growth that we develop very, very intentionally in the executive development program, which by the way, is just has a fantastic team of one-on-one coaches, executive coaches, acting speaking coaches, uh, mindset trainers like Lydia Brady, the first woman to climb Everest without oxygen, all that. But there's also a track in the program that is dedicated to personal branding and content creation. So this past Saturday, we had a super long, super intense deep dive. We spent half of the day cranking out a content development plan for our community, for the women who are in the workshop. And that was led, that was co-taught by myself and uh, my partner in crime, as regards to personal branding, Ryan Folland, who will be appearing in the podcast very, very soon to talk about personal branding and content creation. But anyway, the point being is that really walking people through how they set up their content platform, how they set up their own um, content and start producing that at regular intervals really for me personally, drove home the importance of being a creator, the importance of being a creator and the results that come after you step in as a creator in all areas of your life. Specifically from a career perspective, the benefits of you creating your own content and posting it, whether in closed networks, like, you know, I've posted in the past in a Um, networks that have been or platforms that have been limited to 
let's say, alumni of business school, my business school, etc., or whether you post it to a closed group of friends, like a beta audience, or you go and post that openly on social media platforms, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you yourself start producing content and sharing it. The benefits, let's start with the benefits of you doing that. And I'm talking about any form of content, whether it's a blog, a short form article, whether it is a video or a podcast, you don't even have to have your own podcast. You can get interviewed on someone else's podcast. You can go live on Facebook, or you can just record yourself uh, with your cell phone as a video, sharing thoughts. You can transcribe that. There's many, many ways to create content. You can draw, you can take a photograph, you can construct an image, an infographic, a timeline. The format doesn't really, really matter. It doesn't matter at all. What matters is the act of you creating content. And I want to draw for you the specific benefits from you creating content And I want to distinguish those benefits into at least two separate categories. One is the benefit for your career as a woman in tech. And the other one is the benefit for your brain development as a human being in a very consumer-centric society. So let's take first the benefits of you as a woman in tech. What I found and the reason why we developed a content creation curriculum and platform in our programs, what I found over and over and over again from women who are mid-career in tech is that they want, they want to become recognized as thought leaders. They want to become recognized as thought leaders. Not only that, but they also want to um well when I asked them why do you want to become recognized as a thought leader? Overwhelmingly, the answer is some sort of version on, I want to be free. I want to be independent from a company, a corporation. I want to have my own brand. I want to be recognized in my industry, in my field, so that more opportunities come to me, so that I get uh, promoted, so that I can you know, get opportunities to become an executive somewhere else. You becoming your own brand is gives you the key to um, leverage, leverage with promotions, with negotiations, with compensation, because you are not just an employee of fill-in-the-blank company, right? So there are a number of people out there who have developed their brands this way, And I'm talking about like whether they've had their own podcast or blogged on their own blog or have had a history of publishing LinkedIn articles. They have developed a sort of audience, whether that audience is controlled by them in an email list or it is their followers on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, doesn't really matter. It is an audience. And so through that, Through that process of creating content, we know that people have managed to differentiate themselves from their company and create their own brand, which, by the way, is a great way to control uh, the narrative out there about you and what you're good at. 
Because when you start talking about a topic, even though you initially you may not be an expert in that topic, just because you're creating and curating content around that topic eventually will lead to you creating an aura of being an expert, a thought leader in that topic. Just because you specialize in it and you spend a lot of time examining it, interviewing people on it, talking about it, breaking things apart, pointing things out, teaching it, right? So you don't have to be an expert in something before you start creating content around it. Through the process of creating content, you become an expert and a thought leader. And that gives you the keys to your freedom in your own career. So that was a mouthful. And now I want to highlight another benefit of you creating your own content. And again, guys, please do not think that you have to write books, that you have to write like huge blog articles every day. Consistency is more important than what you actually produce and how long it is. And in the beginning, you just start with shorter pieces spread further apart than later on, right? There's a whole methodology we teach in the executive development program around how you ramp up and spin off a content platform as, you know, your own personal brand in tech. The point being is that once you start creating content, here's what's going to happen. You are rewiring your brain. You're going to use different neurons, different neural pathways in the process of thinking things through, breaking down concepts, complex concepts into smaller chunks teaching someone a step-by-step process, drafting a list of pros and cons, benefits, sharing a researched opinion that is based on something that is capturing your attention, right? So when you're in the process of creating, of writing, of speaking, of, of just that process of creation, then what you're doing is you're using and wiring and strengthening different circuitry in your brain than the circuitry that is necessary for you to simply consume content. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, just think of, think of a personal example. I can give you a personal example uh, for myself. Up until maybe seven or eight years ago, I did not use navigation in my phone to get places. I had lived in San Francisco, in Menlo Park, in uh, I had spent a lot of time in Sofia, Bulgaria. And those places I knew, I knew the lay of the land and where all the different streets were and all the landmarks. And so for the most part, I would not use navigation unless I was going someplace new or I wanted an estimate of how long how long the journey was going to take. But with my move to a new city, Portland, I found myself relying exclusively on my Google Maps for navigating the city. And here's the embarrassing part. I've lived here for now almost three years, 
And I still cannot get around most of the city without the help of my nav. And I have all kinds of excuses that the city has lots of bridges. Um, there's all these complex on-ramps and off-ramps that if you miss one, you know, you're in for a 15-minute detour, whatever, excuses. Um, I do not, like if you ask me to draw a map of Portland, I'm going to be able to draw a very small map of the city, like the areas where I've actually personally gone often that are part of my daily kind of activity routine. But I'll have a hard time explaining parts of the uh, parts of the city where I've kind of been only infrequently. And I won't be able to remember the landmarks because I rely, I rely on the nav. Yeah. So when we start consuming things that are coming to us, you know, the brain has a principle. I've learned from these books that I mentioned earlier, neuro, uh, books about the neuroplasticity of the brain. It goes like this. If you don't use it, you lose it. So if you're not using your brain cells to navigate and to really understand how to get around yourself in a city, then those brain cells are going to get reconfigured for something else that you are using your muscles for or your body for, right? And so uh, if you don't use it, you lose it. The same thing happens when you guys, when all of us are just indiscriminately consuming content, just reading what everybody else writes in social media. And by the way, liking, sharing, um, putting emojis on things is not content creation. It's just reacting, reacting to what someone has written, calling someone names because they expressed a viewpoint different than your own in a Facebook post is not content creation. Content creation is you posting on your own feed, a thought, an image, an infographic, something, sharing something that has been your experience. You found it, you know, you've thought through it. You're now looking to share and find if people have a similar experience, right? And that really gives you, that really gives you a lot of control if you think about it, because if you're just responding and reacting to what other people write or say, then you're only limited to your reactions to their things, right? You don't have the platform or the space to express your views or to work out a thought in more depth. So I encourage you guys, and, and again, like I think Facebook has a lot of has a lot of potential emotional triggers, but I'm talking about platforms that are more like deep content focused, something like a LinkedIn, where you can actually write a long form article and people are going to read it versus Facebook or Instagram, where they're just going to scroll past anything that's more than a couple of uh, couple of sentences. FYI, I've started sharing my thoughts on Facebook on images. So I design an image in Canva, make it like very bright and pretty. And I put my words on the image itself because I find that people read that. There's, you know, few words that can be put on that page. But if I do that, I get a lot more engagement than if I just type in in the field where you can type in 
your Facebook post. So if you guys want to learn more, I highly encourage you to read um, two books. I'll link them in the show notes, The Brain That Changes Itself and The Brain's Way of Healing by the same author. I think his name is Dr. Uh, Dodge or Dodge. Um, Anyway, it will be in the show notes. But it is such an important reminder that, and that's why that's why it is said that you're the average of the five people you spend your time with, because your environment and what you do in that environment, whether you walk or physically exercise, or you sit all day, or you're hunched, or you're uh, straightened, uh, or you're sitting with the back straight, whether who you're talking to, what you're talking about, whether you're using navigation or not, All of that has a direct effect on the way that your brain is wired and what your brain is capable of doing in terms of focus, in terms of attention, in terms of the capacity of your nervous system to deal with stress and shocks, right? This is all part of our nervous system and our brain, us training ourselves, how we want to use our brain, how we want to use our nervous system, and becoming intentional about it. And part of that is making sure that we exercise the muscles or the brain cells, the the brain, the neural pathways of creation, creation. You don't have to create content. You can go and create a painting You can go and create some photography. You can go and create something else. You can um, journal. You can, um, you know, go and create a dance. You can um, create something original that you did not follow a recipe for or did not follow some kind of step-by-step, right? Because anytime that you guys are like, I would say that doing a yoga class where you know, you're being told what asanas to do. And I do that every day uh, by a teacher is not necessarily creation. It does create new pathways in your brain because you're using different muscles in different ways and reconfiguring your body. But what I'm talking about is creation. So once in a while in my daily yoga practice, I will not watch a video recording of my teacher. I will actually just come up with a yoga sequence all on my own. And I'll ask my body, okay, what do we feel like doing right now? I'll do one asana and then I'll think of another asana to do and I'll have, keep an eye on the clock and do about, you know, 45 minutes or so of practice. And I love that. I love that because it doesn't, it it still helps me exercise my brain in a creative way, in a way of creating creation. So, Now that you know what the benefits are to your career and to your brain of creation, of creating, what is your commitment to create in the next day? What are you going to create in the next week? What are you going to create in the next month? And again, remember, it's not about the amount, it's about the consistency or the frequency of practicing that creation muscle. So even if it's a short tweet, or even if it's a photograph, or even if it's curating, and then adding your 
interpretation of it, someone else's piece of content, but then adding your layer of interpretation on top of it, go and do that. Go and do that. And if you want to learn more, definitely come check us out. Take our product VP challenge, which is run quarterly. It is a fun, interactive experience. You'll connect with like-minded women um, in tech mid-career, and you'll also start understanding some of those steps that people have taken to successfully climb in their career. And eventually, um, you will get to the point where we'll teach you how to do your content creation platform step-by-step. Okay, guys, I will talk to you soon. Until next time. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, send to a friend, leave a review, and connect with me on social media. The best way to connect is to register for the next free Product VP Challenge at www.productvpchallenge.com. Until next time, keep climbing and keep enjoying the climb.